Hi, my name's Matt, and this is a podcast about life after the coronavirus vaccine. Welcome to episode 55. My heart feels so heavy at the thought of writing and sharing another episode about death, about grief. I almost didn't do it, but I also couldn't not. As I shared in the previous episode, on the 28th of February, my dear friend Pip died. The cancer was too aggressive and she lost her life to it. I was so blessed to have been one of the few people who got to see her in hospice care before she passed away, to have been invited by her to visit at a time when she was so very tired and so very sick is deeply a precious gift. One of the things about hospice care is that they deal with death every day, whereas most of us probably do not, and perhaps we do not think or deal with death enough. It holds such a power, such a potency, such a great fear, partly because we have allowed it to become the thing that must not be named in our lives. It is the one and only thing that each of us are guaranteed to experience, but it is also the greatest unknown we will ever face. So many religions have tried to explain or predict or give a means of control over what that great unknown will be like. But the truth is, none of us knows. And my worry is that in religion's attempt to provide us with the tools to wrestle control over what happens after we die, we have accepted a subtle but fundamental assumption that we rarely question. That if we do nothing, then death is bad. But the truth is, we don't know that, not at all. And it feels like a bad assumption to make, if I'm being honest. I only saw little moments of Pip's experience of her final days, and they are hers, not mine. So I won't presume to say what they were like for her. But even to watch to speak to, to be with a friend who knows they are going to die, is heartbreaking. It is painful and terrifying and panic-inducing. But also to have final moments to share memories and express love is also precious and life-affirming. The two do not cancel each other out or contradict each other. They both are, at the same time, the two sides of the intense experience of realising that time is limited and precious. Unavoidably realising that time is limited and precious. I have had over the past few weeks time to think about death so much more. I've spoken with friends, I've sat with my thoughts and my sadness and allowed them to be, 
I have thought about that great unknown and felt my heart beat fast in utter panic. I have become fascinated with the idea that our whole experience of life is based on perceiving the world at a scale we need it to be. Our eyes see objects and things, not molecules and atoms. Our consciousness experiences the linear passing of time, always moving forward so that we can actually act and do things in our physical world. We perceive things on a scale that is useful to this physical form. But there are so many places I am not. So many moments in time I am not. When we die, that is just one more place, one more time we're not in. In episode 26, Passing On, I reflected on the comfort I have found in remembering the things I keep with me from my friend Emma who died nearly two years ago, as well as loved ones in my family who passed away when I was younger. It helps me to remember that even when the people we love are not with us, we still experience that love and the impact of that love on who we are when they are in another room, another place, or even no place at all, is still very, very real. Some things are more real, more permanent than just one time or place or physical form. Whilst we are tied to this body, this time, this place, of course we do not possess the capacity to perceive what is beyond it. Perhaps that will come. Perhaps it will not. I cannot say. It is the greatest unknown after all. But we have all faced many, much smaller unknowns. The adventure of new experience, big and small, in the unfolding of life as we move through it. And few people have or had a passion for life as strong and enthusiastic as my friend Pip had. She loved new experiences, meeting new people, making new friends, experiencing new places, new food, new music, new drinks. And she did it all with incredible warm-heartedness and kindness. She was an incredibly thoughtful friend, and she had a way of welcoming people that drew others into her passionate zest for life and quest for finding the greatest experiences to be had. I felt lucky to be able to tell Pip exactly this when I saw her last. I had written her a letter, but the compressing of time in those final days meant I delivered it by hand and read it to her. I won't read it all, but here is a small part. The memories we made together will be with us forever, as will the qualities of heart that made them possible. Whatever is to come, however long or short, however known or unknown, it is your warmth, your kindness, your curiosity and your ability to find and bring out the best in others and your surroundings that can only help make whatever happens next all the better. I admire those qualities about you so deeply, 
and I can only hope to have just a fraction of what you have. I wrote that because after much deep soul-searching, I realised that we have all had to face many small unknowns, and as we face the biggest of them all, what is the best we can do other than to face it with the same openness and acceptance that characterises the best of us? Pip had those qualities in abundance, and they stay with me now as one of the many things that stay with me even after she has gone. It has become something of a theme of this podcast, and a ludicrous theme at that, that I managed to find and draw some of our greatest revelations of wisdom from TikTok videos. It will never fail to tickle me that in amongst the dancing and the pets and the stupidity that sometimes, just sometimes, something slides up from the bottom of the screen with a swipe that is anything but the kind of frivolous or mundane or mind-numbing like the endless list of videos that it sits amongst. This video, the one for today, was of Andrew Garfield. No, he was not in a Spider-Man suit and no, there was no zooming in on his butt, although my For You page features plenty of those videos too, even if I am much more of a Tom Holland kind of guy. Back to the video. This was Andrew Garfield talking about how he sees grief after the death of his mother. I love talking about it, by the way. So if I cry, it's only like... It's only a beautiful thing. This is all the unexpressed love, right? The grief that will remain with us, you know, until we pass because we didn't, we never get enough time with each other, right? Um, No matter if someone lives till 60, 15 or, you know, 99. So I hope this grief stays with me because it's all the unexpressed love that I didn't get to to tell her. And I told her every day. We we, We all told her every day. She was the best of us. I love this. I have shared it with friends who are going through grief with me. It feels so true that grief is unexpressed love. I hope that grief never leaves me. I hope I never run out of love I never had the chance to express, not for Pip, not for anyone who I love when they die. And I love this framing because too often, We allow grief to feel like something to be pushed down or set to one side. Even if we perhaps accept it's a natural feeling, it feels bad. And it feels bad because it feels sad. And so we mistake that sadness, even if we tell ourselves it's a natural response, that it's one we need to shrink or hide or eventually move on from. That seeps in as a value judgment on the feeling. Sad is bad. But I love Andrew Garfield's framing because it says quite the opposite. It says grief is another side of love. And in seeing it that way, it has made it easier for me to sit with my grief, to accept it, to not push it down or push it away, but to embrace it. It doesn't suddenly make it all happy or make it all go away. It is still sad, but it's not bad. It makes the grief I feel 
a little easier to sit with. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you've enjoyed it, you can follow the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your podcast player of choice. You can find the podcast on social media at Life After Vax, V-A-X, on Twitter and Instagram. And if you'd like to reach out for a more meaningful connection, you can drop me an email. Hi at lifeaftervax.com. Until next time.